Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Member Rabbi Avram Golda and Derimah Zechus Chagiga Daf Yudalf. The end of the first parak, Hakol Chayavin, and the beginning of the second parak, in Dorshin. The Zichur Masechta Chagiga program has been generously sponsored by Yenishmas Avram Ber Ben Asher and Yenishmas Tamar Bas Chaim. May the Neshamas have an Aliyah. So the three dots we're going to focus on number one. It was taught in the Brisa. The Gaim Olos Mikra Muat Holachas Marubos. The laws of the Gaim and Olos have few psukim, but many halachos. When the Gemara challenges this, given that the Gaim have many psukim, Rapapa explained the Brisa to mean the Gaim Mikra Maruba, the halachas muatos. The laws of the Gaim have many psukim, but the halachas are relatively few. Olos Mikra Muat Halachas Marubos. Whereas the halachas of Olos have few psukim and many halachos. What's the nafkamina? It's to teach that if one has a suffolk in Hilchas Nagaim, I'm Bekrah. One should look into the psukim, whereas if one has a suffolk about Olos, I'm Bemisnisim. One should look into the Mishnayas, where they're discussed at length. Pointing between the Mishnah and Dab Yidam and Alf stated, Hadinim Yeshlehanam Asheyismu, humanitary laws have psukim upon which to support them, which implies they're not explicitly written. When the Gemara challenges this, given that monetary law is explicitly written in the Torah, it answers that the Mishnah statement is referring to cases such as Rebbe's. For it was taught in a bright, so Rebbe says that the partial where two men are fighting and one tries hitting the other and unintentionally strikes and kills a woman, the Pasuk states, Nefesh tachas nafesh, a life for a life. And the Pasuk means to say it refers to mamon, monetary compensation. Rebbe explains, Nebra nesina lamata, the Nebra nesina lamala. It stated giving in this Pasuk and it stated giving in the previous Pasuk referring to the case where a woman was struck and miscarried. Just as in that case, the Nasina is referring to monetary compensation for the fetus, so to here, in our Pazik, it's referring to monetary compensation. Since this halach is not explicit, the Mishnah refers to it as having support. And pointing with you, the opening mission of the second parak states, Ein dorshim b'shlosha. The laws of Arayas illicit relations should not be expounded among three people. The Gemara seeks an explanation for this. And after rejecting several sources, it brings Ravashi, who explains that the Mishnah is referring to Sisrei Arayas, the hidden details of Arayas, which are not explicit. Rashi brings the examples of having relations with Bitome Anusaso, his daughter from the woman he forced. When two students sit before the Rebbe, and one discusses a point with the Rebbe, the other student typically listens in. But when there are three students, and one discusses a point with his Rebbe, the other two talk among each other, and will miss the point, and possibly one day will permit that which is forbidden. When the Gemara suggests that this should be a concern for the entire Torah, it answers that Arias are different from what said, Theft and Arias are sins that people covet and desire. A person is more inclined to be led astray by them. The reason that it's only with Arias that teaching three is prohibited, and not with halachas of theft, is that with Arias, a person's Yitzhahora is strong whether the object of his desire is in front of him or not. Whereas with theft, it's only strong when the object is in front of him. So once again, the three points are, number one, it was taught in a brisa. The gaim ba'olos mikra muat halachas marubos. The laws of the gaim and olos have few psukim, but many halachos. When the Gemara challenges this, given that the gaim have many psukim, Rapap explained the brisa to mean, the gaim mikra maruba, the halachas muatos, the laws of the gaim have many psukim, but the halachas are relatively few, olos mikra muat halachas marubos. Whereas the halachas of olos have few psukim and many halachos. What's the nafkamina? It's to teach that if one has a suffolk in hilchas nagaim, ayin bakrat. One should look into the psukim, whereas if one has a suffolk about olos, ayin b'misnisim. One should look into the mishnayas, where they're discussed at length. Pointing between the Mishnah and Dab Yidam and Alf stated, Hadinim yeshlehenam asheyismu, humanitary laws have psukim upon which to support them, which implies they're not explicitly written. When the Gemara challenges this, given that monetary law is explicitly written in the Torah, it answers that the Mishnah statement is referring to cases such as Rebbe's. For it was taught in a bright, so Rebbe says that the partial where two men are fighting and one tries hitting the other and unintentionally strikes and kills a woman, the Pasuk states, Nefesh tachas nafesh, a life for a life. And the Pasuk means to say it refers to mamon, monetary compensation. 
Rebbe explains, It stated giving in this Pasuk, and it stated giving in the previous Pasuk, referring to the case where a woman was struck and miscarried. Just as in that case, the Nesina is referring to monetary compensation for the fetus, so to here, in our Pasuk, it's referring to monetary compensation. Since this halach is not explicit, the Mishnah refers to it as having support. And pointing with you, the opening mission of the second parak states, Ein dorshim b'shlosha. The laws of Arayis, illicit relations, should not be expounded among three people. The Gemara seeks an explanation for this. And after rejecting several sources, it brings Ravashi, who explains that the mission is referring to Sisrei Arayis, the hidden details of Arayis, which are not explicit. Rashi brings the examples of having relations with Bitome Anusaso, his daughter from the woman he forced. When two students sit before the Rebbe, and one discusses a point with the Rebbe, the other student typically listens in. But when there are three students and one discusses a point with his Rebbe, the other two talk among each other and will miss the point, and possibly one day will permit that which is forbidden. When the Gemara suggests that this should be a concern for the entire Torah, it answers that Arias are different from what was said, Theft and Arias are sins that people covet and desire. A person is more inclined to be led astray by them. The reason that it's only with Arias that teaching three is prohibited and not with halachas of theft is that with Arias, a person's Yetzirah is strong whether the object of his desire is in front of him or not. Whereas with theft, it's only strong when the object is in front of him. All right, so now we go to Simon Duff Yudolf, and our standard Simon is stars because of the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The Bachar's struggling on a starry night to find the psukim for Hilchus Ohlos got some help from a man carrying cash to pay for the life of a woman he accidentally struck and killed and forgot his frustration of not being able to attend the shear on Arias with his two other friends. So once again, slow motion. The Bachar's struggling on a starry night, starry night. That must be more Duff. Yudalaf. The Bachar is struggling on a starry night to find the Psukim for Hilchas Ohulos, which reminds the Republic explained a Bryce of the mean Nagaim Mikra Meruba Bahalachs Mulatos. The Laz and Nagaim have many Psukim, but the Lachs are relatively few. Olos Mikra Muat Bahalachs Merubos, whereas the Laz of Olos have few Psukim, but many Halachas. What's enough Kamina is to teach that if one is a Suffolk Hilchas Nagaim, I'm a crop. One should look into the Psukim, whereas if one has a Suffolk about Olos, I'm Bamasnisan wants to look into the Mishnayas where they're discussed at length. So the Bachar's struggling on a starry night to find the Psukim for Hilchas Olos got some help from a man carrying cash to pay for the life of a woman he accidentally struck and killed, which reminds us the Mishnah Duff Yidamadov stated Hadinim Yeshlehen Amashismuk monetary law have psukim of which to support them, which implies they're not explicitly written. When the Gemara challenges this, given that monetary law is explicitly written in the Torah, it answers the Mishnah statements referring to cases such as Rebbe's. For as taught in a Bryce Rebbe says that the partial where two men are fighting and one tries hitting the other and unintentionally strikes and kills a woman, the Pusik states, Nefesh takas nafesh, a life for a life. And the Pasuk means to say it refers to mamon, monetary compensation. So the Bachar is struggling on a starry night to find the Psukim for Hilchus Olos, got some help from a man carrying cash to pay for the life of a woman he accidentally struck and killed, and forgot his frustration of not being able to attend the Shiran Arias with his two other friends. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the second barrack states, Ain Dorshim Barais Bashlosha, the laws of Arias, illicit relations should not be expounded among three people. Ravashi explains that the mission is referring to Sisri Arayos, the hidden details of Arias which are not explicit. When two students sit before the Rebbe and one discusses a point with the Rebbe, the other student typically listens in. But when there are three students and one discusses a point with his Rebbe, the other two talk among each other and will miss the point and possibly one day will permit that which is forbidden. So once again, the Bachar struggling on a starry night to find the Psukim for Hilchus Olos got some help from a man carrying cash to pay for the life of a woman he accidentally struck and killed and forgot his frustration of not being able to attend the Shiran Arias with his two other friends. 
All right, now it's time for four block back Chazor. Davzain. So the Simmer Davzain is guns. So here goes. The man who was stopped by armed guards, armed guards, guns, that means we're on Davzain. The man who was stopped by armed guards while on his way to bring another Oas Re'iya, which reminds us there's a Malkoks where Yochan Mishlakish regarding the meeting of Harayon Englo Shi'ur. Yochan says Harayon refers to Riyas Panim Ba'azara appearing in the Azara, and Mishlakish says it means Riyas Panim Ba'karban appearing in the Azara with a carbon. They disagree only in regards to bringing Oas on the days after the first day. Yochan says when the Mishnah listed mitzvahs that have no Shi'ur, it meant it's the appearance in the Azara that has no shear. Hala carbon, yeshla shear. But bring the carbon does have a shear, meaning that one is only permitted to bring one os And if you brought more than that, he'd be over on Baltosib. Reish Lakish says, I feel carbon nami in Loshir, that even the carbon has no shear. And one may bring an os every time he enters the Azara. So the man who was stopped by armed guards while on his way to bring another os assured them that his carbon was an ola and not a chattis nor an ashim, which reminds Rabbi Yochan challenged Rishakish, who holds that one may bring a carbon each time he appears in the base of Mikdash from the Pasuk, Hokirago Chame Beis Re'echo, let your foot be rare in your beloved's house, referring to the base of Mikdash. The Gemara answers, Hasim B'chatos V'ashamos. The Pasuk there is referring to chattis and ashim offerings, which are brought by one who has sinned. So, the man who was stopped by armed guards while on his way to bring another Olas Re'iya assured them that his carbon was an Ola and not a Chattis nor an Asham and showed them his receipt to prove that he paid for it from Ruan. Which reminds us, the Gemara said that the Mishnah implied that the Olas Re'iya may be brought in Yantav from Meister Shani, which is a problem because the Olas Re'iya is a Davish Shemachova, a mandatory carbon. We're called Davish Shemachova, ain't a bayel, mean a Ruan. And any mandatory carbon doesn't come except from Ruan. The Gemara answers that the Mishnah is Chasri Mixra, and this is what it's actually saying. Olas Nadarim Nadavas, Bemoed Baos, Beyontov, Enum Baos. Oz that are Nadarim and Nadavas are brought in a Chol mode, but not in Yantiv. And the Oz Re'iyah is brought even on Yantiv, and when it's brought, it's brought only from Huan. And the Shalmei Simcha may come from Meiser, and the Chagiga, the first Yantiv of Pesach, Beishamay say it comes from Huan, and Beishil say it may come from Meiser. Davches, so the Simr Davches is a Chala. So here goes. The wealthy baker, baker, Chala, that must be on Davches. The wealthy baker who used some Meister Shani monies together with his chulun to buy ten Shalmei Chagigas, which reminds the Bryson Dav Zainam Vestay, the Basil said that the Shalmei Chagiga may come from Meister Shani. The Gemara asks how this is so. It's a mandatory offering, and any mandatory offering can only come from chulun. We'll answer the Basil referring to Tofa, where one supplements the money used to buy the Shalmei Chagiga with some Meister Shani money. There's some Alkogas Amarayim regarding how one supplements. Chizkiah says, We may supplement an animal brought from Chun with another animal brought from Maishashani, but not with monies from Maishashani. Chizkiah says, We may supplement an animal brought from Chun with another animal brought from Maishashani. But Yochanan says, We supplement monies with monies, but not animals with animals. Since each animal is a Chagiga, it should have some Chun monies mixed in with it. So the wealthy baker used some Maishashani monies together with his Chun to buy ten Shalmei Chagigas and bake a lot of challah to be eaten with all the meat of Nadarim and Nadavos he was going to rejoice with over the chag, which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce the Pasuk states you shall rejoice on your chag to include all kinds of rejoicing with the mitzvah of having simcha on the chag Yisraelim can fulfill their chiv with the meat of Nadarim and Nadavos and Mahema and go on with the meat of Achatas, Ashen Bechor and Chaz Ashok. one might have thought that one could also fulfill their chiv with birds and menachos the Torah therefore states you shall rejoice on your chag from that which the Chagiga can be brought. So the wealthy baker used some Meister Shani monies together with his Chulun to buy ten Shalmei Chagigas and baked a lot of challah to be eaten with all the meat of Nadarim and Nadavos he was going to rejoice with over the Chag. 
was only able to offer five chagigas on the first day of Yantam. Which reminds us, Ula said in the name of Rish Lakish, if one designated ten animals for a Shomai Chagiga and he offered five of them on the first day of Yantav, he may go back and offer the remaining five on the second day of the Chag. But Yochanan says, Kevin Shepasuk Shuvenu Makrim. Once he stopped bringing the animals, he may not bring them anymore, meaning they may not be brought. As Chagigas, Rabbi Abba said, there's no Machlokas. When Rabbi Yochanan said he may not bring them on the second day, he was referring to a case where he didn't specify that they would be offered on the first day. Now, this would be problematic since perhaps he didn't have them in mind initially as Chagigas, and he's assigned to bring a Chagiga on the second day. He would then be over on Baltosif, adding on to a mitzvah. Daftes, so the simmer Daftes is a teapot. So here goes. The lady who showed up a day late for the tea party, tea party, teapot, that must mean we're on Daftes. The lady who showed up a day late for the tea party and tried to compensate for missing it, which reminds us we have machoks on the meaning of bringing a carbon chagiga as tashlumim. Yochan says it means tashlumim rishon is a compensation for the first day of the chag, but Raboshia says it's tashlumim zelazet. Each day can be a compensation for any other day. The nafkamina between the two opinions is chigabri yom rishon nispashi yom sheni. One who was lame the first day and became healed on the second day. According to Rabbi Yochan, since he was not fitting to bring it on the first day, he's not eligible to bring it on the second day. But according to Raboshia, since he is eligible to bring it on the second day, if he failed to do so, he may bring it on the next day, as Tashlumi. So the lady who showed up a day late for the tea party and tried to compensate for missing it was heavily rebuked by the hostess who showed her a picture of the ladies who came whom she could not be counted with. Which reminds us of the Pasuk States, A crooked thing cannot be straightened, and a lack cannot be counted, which is referring to one whose friends counted him in with themselves with the goal of doing a mitzvah, but he's not counted with them. Rashi explains that once the mitzvah is done, he has lost the opportunity to have done it with the group. So the lady showed up a day late for the tea party and tried to compensate for missing it, was heavily rebuked by the hostess who showed her a picture of the ladies who came, whom she could not be counted with, and handed her a sheet with instructions to review the next invitation 101 times. Which reminds us the difference between one who serves Hashem and one who does not is one who reviews his learning 101 times versus one who only reviews it 100 times. This is likened to a donkey driver where a standard trip of 10 parses costs one zuz, but a trip of 11 parses costs two zuzim. Daf Yud. So the similar Daf Yud is a minion of Yidden. So here goes. The minion of Yidden, minion of Yidden, that must mean we're Daf Yud. The minion of Yidden observing a member being released from a neder, which reminds us that the next mission begins, The laws of Heter Nedarim, releasing one from vows, hover in the air and have no support from Torah sources. The Gemara challenges this statement, bringing a brisa that quotes four different tanaim and their sources of the concept of Heter Nedarim, Followed by the Amor Rav Yehuda said in the Mishmul, If I would have been there when they brought their sources, I would have said to them, My source is better than yours. But the Pasuk states, Lo yechel dvaro, he shall not profane his word. This implies, Who ain't a mochel, aval echeri mochelin lo. He, referring to the one who took the vow, may not profane it, but others may profane it by annulling it. So, the minion of Yin observing a member being released from a neder, were almost crushed when the fixture shaped like a massive mountain and suspended by hair suddenly crashed to the floor into a hole that had been dug on Shabbos, which reminds us. The Mishnah continues, The laws of Shabbos, Chagigas, and Me'il are like mountains suspended by hair. For there are few psukim, yet many halachas. The asks what this refers to regarding Shabbos, since many psukim warn about not violating Shabbos, and it answers that the Mishnah is referring to cases like Rabbi Abba, who said that one who digs a hole in the floor of a house or courtyard only because he needs the dirt is putter. The Gemara clarifies that this can go even according to Rabbi who holds that one's chayv from Malachi Shein and Srikhal Gufa, but Rabbi holds that one is chayv when there's some sort of tikkun, whereas this is a case on Makalkel because the person is ruining his house by making the hole.
So the minion of Yin observing a member being released from a nether were almost crushed when the fixture shaped like a massive mountain and suspended by hair suddenly crashed to the floor into a hole that had been dug on Shabbos and where a sheep stood that was going to be slaughtered as a Chagiga. Which reminds the Gemara as to what the Mishnah means that the Chagiga offerings are like Harim Atuim Basar, mountains suspended by hair when the laws are explicit in the Torah as Rashi brings the puzzle of Chagosim and you shall celebrate to refer to the Chagiga. The Gemara answers that it's necessary for a Papa said to abide. From where do we know that the Pasuk, V'chagosim was so Chag Hashem, Zvicha, and you shall celebrate as a Chag Hashem, refers to slaughtering of the Chagiga. Perhaps it just means to celebrate the Chag of Sukkot. After rejecting numerous attempts to prove that the word Chag is referring to Chagiga, the more brings the Gezer Shava. It's written in the Torah, V'yachogel Liba Midbar, and they will celebrate to me in the Midbar, and it's written in Amos, Hazvachnu Minchi Gashnam Liba Midbar, did you bring me offerings and Minchas in the Midbar? So just as in the latter Pusik it's referring to offerings, so too in the former Pusik it's referring to offering. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Mesechtas. Number one, which document the Rebuta brought in the name of Shmuel that the source of Hatan Adarim is Lo Yechel Dvaro, that's on Duff, Good. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you that one cannot compare one who reviews his learning 101 times to one who only reviews 100 times? That's on Duff. Test. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you have regarding how a Shalmei Chagiga can be supplemented for Meiser Shani? Chizkiya says it's with behemoths and Rav Yochanan holds with monies. That's on Duff. Ches. Good number four. Which stuff when the Rebbe holds that when the Pasuk states nefesh tachas nafesh, it's referring to monetary compensation. That's on Dav. Yudav. Good number five. Which stuff when the Malchamavas can take someone before his time. That's on Dav. Hey. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss the case of one who brought ten chagigas but was only able to offer five of them on the first day? That's on Dav. Good. Number seven. Which stuff do we learn? If one has a suffolk in the Gaim, he should look in the Chumash, and for a suffolk in Olos, he should look in the Mishnah. That's on Dav. Yidal. Good. Number eight. Which stuff do we learn? Ain't Dorshim Ba'arayis Because when one Talmud is speaking to the Rebbe, the other two might talk among each other and miss the point and come to permit something which is forbidden. That's on Dav. Yidal. Good. Number nine. Which stuff do we learn? One is not Chayev. Timimachanach, a lame or blind son in the mitzvah Re'iyah. Since an adult in the same matzah would not be chayev, that's on Duff. Vav, good. And number 10, which of them in the Yisrael can fulfill their chayev of simcha on the chag with the darim and the davas and kohanim with the meat of a chataz ashim b'chor v'chaz v'shok, that's on Duff. Ches, excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one, which Duff do we learn one should seek to learn Torah from a rabbi who's like a malach, that's on Duff. Yudzayin Amod Katan, good number two. Which of the one that the Kodesh Baruch Hu tells us that Rosh Hashanah to recite the Psukim of Malkia Zichronos and Shofros, that's on Duff. Tezayin, good and number three. Which stuff discussed the Brachas which were recited before and after Kriyas Megillah, that's on Duff. Chafalv, excellent. That concludes today's Shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichron, wishing you a great day and great learning.